Knights to the offensive zone to Donov. Between the legs, pass, White Cloud, scores! Two goals for White Cloud! Because one hour isn't enough, we welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Works to the middle, he shoots, he scores! What a move from Nittois! 3-1 Golden Knights! From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com with your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Hour number two, working on one-timers. News and notes from around the National Hockey League. Uh, bring you that in, in just a little bit. Uh, included in the segment, uh, and not part of catching up with Chapman, will be the top five movies by Bill Murray. And Chapman is compiling mm -hmm. this list. Uh, we've got the, the help of the Twitterverse uh, chiming, chiming in and giving him ideas. And he continues like, oh, I forgot about that one. I, I didn't like that. But, but there's a lot of uh, great suggestions uh, coming in. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights finished off an eight-game homestand. Longest homestand in franchise history. Mm -hmm. concludes with a win over the Montreal Canadiens, 4-3 in overtime, and it was a solid performance, so 53 shots on goal, which was incredible, and they were able to earn the uh, extra point uh, via the overtime session. Uh, also was, uh, was a homestand which had the ups and the downs, and I think this team is really excited now to get back into a more rhythm of a National Hockey League season. They'll be on the road for four, and it's Washington, mm -hmm. Carolina, Tampa Bay, and Florida. And then they have one game at home against the Buffalo Sabres. And that's the one that everybody's circling their calendar February 1st, wondering whether Jack Eichel will play or won't play. That would be about two weeks uh, sooner than the three-month timeline that we've talked about uh, from the surgery that uh, Kelly McCrimmon has mentioned to us. So uh, I would still consider it to be doubtful premature mm -hmm. to think about that uh, that Buffalo game, but uh, he, he looks good out there, and he continues to work hard. Uh, they did a three-on-three -three scrimmage today, and he was uh, he was on the ice for that and, and going up and down the ice. So uh, there's uh, it, it's just a lot to ask for two weeks in because it's not a knee, it's not an ankle. You're not dealing with something that is just based on feel. This is uh, an artificial disc uh, inserted into your neck. So uh, I think the two weeks is, is hyper- uh, optimistic when it comes to his return. But the, the performance and the win itself, uh, Jack watches his team go out there and find a way to, to win uh, another hockey game and go out in this road trip with a, a real sense of, uh, of exuberance. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I, I think this might be the best thing for this Vegas Golden Knights team right now to go out on the road and not just have it be a road trip against teams that, you know, you, you expect or think or you should win or games you should win. Uh, these are all going to be really tough spots, really tough games for the Vegas Golden Knights. And I think Pete DeBoer said it best. This team plays its best hockey when there's a little bit of fear and, and a little bit of, of needing to rise to the occasion against the opposition. And there are no easy games, Washington, Carolina, Florida, Tampa. And I think that for the Golden Knights to kind of dial in the details in their game, uh, playing against really good opposition might be just what they need here. So let's give our ra ratings for last night's game against Montreal. You see what I do that time with the pepper? You see what I do with the pepper? The people, the people, they want the pepper, all right? They want the pepper. Chapman, and keep this under five minutes. Yes. So <laughs> at the risk of getting a difficult time from both you and Ryan, I'm sticking my neck out here, and I'm going to say that it was average. It's a habanero for me. They played just good enough to beat a really bad team. 
They had 53, 54 shots on a goalie who would probably be in the AHL if not for what's going on with Carey Price and uh, uh, their, their backup goalie there, Jake Allen. This is a guy who his save percentage is hovering around 900. His goals against average is right about four. They made this guy look like Patrick Wall last night. And like I said, they were just good enough to beat a really bad team. I thought a couple of the goals they gave up were not good goals to give up. But they got the two points, so I'm happy about that. But I didn't think the effort, especially considering how inconsistent they had been on the homestand, and this was the last game of the homestand against a team that knocked you out of the Stanley Cup playoffs last year, I really expected them to go in and blow the doors off Montreal. And maybe that's on me, but they didn't do that. So I'm going to give it a habanero. Got a couple of things that I want to say about that, but first, Ryan Wallace. Oh, Chapman, 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 Chapman. Um, okay. Okay, I'm going Ghost Pepper. Um, I thought that from a consistency standpoint, from a complete game, 60-minute effort standpoint, the Golden Knights were really good. You throw 53 shots on goal, and they weren't all of the variety of, of to the outside, the type of shots that make a goalie look like Patrick Waugh. Um, that wasn't the case last night. Sam Montembeau was really good. He was really, really good. The Golden Knights had quality chances every single period that they played the game. Sometimes a goaltender, regardless of where they, where you expect them to play, regardless of whether or not you think they're an AHL goalie or an ECHL goalie, every goalie is capable of going on a run and seeing the puck and playing with confidence. And when you're playing for a team that only has eight wins, it really doesn't matter in the moment what you do or don't do because there aren't many expectations right now. So Sam Montembeau was fantastic against the Dallas Stars, his game prior to the Vegas Golden Knights, and rolled that into this one against the Golden Knights. The difference between the Golden Knights and the Stars is the Golden Knights found a way. And I understand that maybe it didn't meet my expectations what I wanted the game to be. The Golden Knights' effort top to bottom was where I wanted it to be. I thought they were really good in, in puck battles. I thought they were really good, especially in front of the Montreal Canadiens net. Uh, I'm not going to criticize the effort. I'm not going to criticize two points. I'm going Ghost Pepper for this one. So Ghost Pepper is what number? Four to five? That's four. Four out of five. Four to yeah. five. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. Uh, when when Chapman talks about uh, the effort or the performance last night, they had 53 shots on goal. I'll, I'll take that. Uh, I thought uh, that they, they controlled the game. They had 18 shots in two periods last night, in two different periods last night. Uh, the power play uh, stepped up, and... Montreal was opportunistic, uh, just like Vegas was in the first period against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Nobody made apologies for that. I, I enjoyed the performance last night. The result and the game and the score was more nerve-wracking than it should have been. And that's uh, up to Sam Montembeau. There's there's different uh, things that you can also do. There was a couple of uh, wide, uh, not wide open looks, but some some looks that that did get converted. But uh, all in all, it was if if you want to call it a bounce back game from the Pittsburgh game or just a much needed victory, I think they both work. You could sell me on that, but uh, I'll go in the habanero as well with a, with a four out of five. Habanero is a three. It is. Yeah, Ghost Pepper is four pepper. out of five. Four to five. I should just yeah. the, the the whole pepper thing, and I've got it right in front of me. I can't uh -huh. get my yeah. head around it, and I and that's on me. 
And I have to find it a is. better way to get that through my head. And the all-star break is going to be something where I'm going to focus on this. And I'm going to spend a couple of minutes just focusing and getting through to my brain what is a mm-hmm. one, two, three, four, or five. And, and I'd like apologize. you to be right about it. Exactly. And it's, so, not, it's so, not that hard, ladies and gentlemen. But I make it look so really Darren, difficult. Yes. Darren, inside inside baseball here, are the numbers next to the, the individual peppers not working for you too? No, nah, it's it's just <laughs> it's on me. Again. It's on me. <laughs> this is this is my issue and I have to find a way to deal with it and and fix it. Not just deal yeah. with it, but fix it. Uh Goaltending. It was close last night. Robin Leonard picks up another win. You know, his his victory totals, they're piling up here. Mm-hmm. When, when you think about the... Because people nitpick save percentage and goals against average, but the actual victories, that was his fifth straight start last night, actual victories uh, are starting to accumulate. And uh, it's been uh, a season in which they've had to use three different goaltenders and uh, no Laurent Brassois at, at practice again today. So will will Robin Leonard play all four games next week? They start with a back-to-back, or will Logan Thompson be out of COVID protocol? Uh, the hope is that uh, that the lieutenant would uh, would be uh, able to, to play. But it'll be an interesting situation to see how... Pete DeBoer handles his goaltending uh, next week, but on the subject of his net miners this season, here's what he had to say today. You know what? I, I think, um, listen, I, I thought our goaltending was exceptional early in the season when we needed it to be, you know, we, we had a, we had a, uh, we were, we were sitting one and four decimated uh, staring at, you know, a really tough schedule and, uh, you know, Robin Leonard in particular, but both guys, LB too, uh, those guys uh, kept us in there. And then we were, we were outplayed a lot of nights. The ice was tilted a lot of nights. I think, you know, as we've gotten healthier, our games tightened up a little bit. Um, and uh, I think uh, everybody's got to be better here. I think the bar for everybody the second half here is uh is higher goaltenders special teams coaching you know i I think i think everybody we're looking to find another level here uh you know as we we get uh our team together and back and uh and and we start to play the way we're capable of playing i think goaltending really helped this team early and in the second quarter of the season it leveled out and the team scored a lot of goals and was able to win some games. So there's been a lot of great timing with this team. Like, imagine if the goaltending was going great with the, the offense uh, running like hotcakes. That, that, that's, that's good for the time being, but if you ham and egg it a little bit, which what they've done this year, uh, it, it's very beneficial. There's another level for the goaltenders to go to. Uh, before Laurent Brassois got hurt, uh, I, I had him uh, putting up more victories than I expected from the backup goaltender. Uh, that's yeah. going to that's going to now uh, have a result of of the injury and being out of the lineup, and probably having to play Robin Leonard more than they they normally would. But uh, I would have called Laurent Brassois uh, a, a success 
this year. And I think that, uh, that Robin Leonard has played some spectacular games and he's played some really good games. And then there's some games mm-hmm. that, uh, that he needs to be better at. Uh, the the game against Montreal back on November sixth, he was spectacular. It stopped uh, uh, all but two shots uh, of the of the twenty two in the first period, and and was great and was a big part of that that victory. Uh, the Dallas game uh, for Laurent Brassois, uh, the a game that they don't win without great goaltending. Right now, where they are, uh, I think that there's another level for the goaltending to go. But that's the I think that's encouraging, in 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 a in a weird way, because. They're they're 100 point pace, and there's the forwards coming and the defensemen coming back, and there's another level for your goaltenders to go. Not huge jump, but I think there's another level. Yeah, I mean, I I think that there's room for improvement for sure. There's room to um, settle into I think a team in front of you that is that looks different than the one that you've been playing behind over the course of 41 games. And, you know, I think to your point, Darren, the fact that the Golden Knights are on a 100-point pace, the fact that they are first in the Pacific Division, and, you know, there's still another level that I think we all acknowledge and, and recognize uh, Robin Leonard can get to and Loren Brassois when healthy can get to. And uh, I think that that's important for the Vegas Golden Knights. But, you know, you, you have to also look at – and as much as everyone focuses in on goals against average, as much as everyone focuses in on save percentage, um, there are moments within a game where you as a goaltender can impact the outcome of a game. And for Robin Leonard last night, who I, I looked at his kind of his overall game, just to, how he was moving, I, I didn't think that it was his best game of the year last night against the Montreal Canadiens. But if not for his work early on in overtime, if not for those three saves in quick succession and you add another one there, the Golden Knights don't get an opportunity to get that second point. And, and for me, like, timely saves matter. They're important. Yeah, it's the 80s philosophy, the Oilers. Uh, don't don't yeah. let in the, the costly one that loses you the game. Now, the yeah. team bailed them out with, with a late goal from Jonathan Marcheseau and then won it in overtime. But he had a part in prolonging the game to get to, uh, to Shea Theodore. When you look at the forwards, the defense, and the goaltending, like, there's a... And I'm not talking about improving in the second half of the season. I'm looking at this specifically on who's going to be in the lineup and how much better is this team or should this team be in the second half significantly up front Mm. because hopefully Pacioretty's healthy and then you you add in the likes of of Jack Eichel and then everybody filters back to, to their spot. On the blue line, you're going to be better with Alec Martinez and then Nick Hag coming uh, into the fold in the near future. That's a huge improvement mm-hmm. and to get this team where it needs to be. And just, again, the Martinez factor. Uh, i got to mm-hmm. come up with a better name for that, just like the road trip next week, a better name for That's it. That's a gauntlet. But, uh, and then in goal, I don't know whether it's I expect it to be better, but there's room to take it to another level. So two of those three, one is significant. The other one is it's going to take a big jump because of personnel on the blue line. And then there's there's room to improve on, on, on the back end. You got to be pretty, if you're a Golden Knight fan, and I assume you are, or a hockey fan, mm-hmm. you look at the Golden Knights, 
you you got to be pretty optimistic. And if you're in opposition, Calgary, Vancouver, Anaheim, trying to chase down uh, the Vegas Golden Knights, say they're getting all that back, and they can they're already in first place. That's pretty impressive. And they've got the kind of uh, doldrums. The, the the season the first half I know it's statistically the first half right now but I think it kind of really gets mentally is the All Star break if they can go mm-hmm. two and two next week on that road trip I think that's great you finish it off with a win against Buffalo book it you're you're four and six or four and two in the last six uh, with the games between uh, Montreal and and Buffalo sandwiched around the four game road trip that's really good uh, leaves you feeling pretty optimistic going into the All Star break. Yeah, I'm looking for 500 on this road trip for sure. Mm. If if the Golden Knights can get there, then that's fantastic. That that would be a success going into this one. Now, I, I do think that there's kind of, as I mentioned, it, it, a possibility for the Golden Knights to look at this as an opportunity to win back some of the points that maybe they conceded or lost on this homestand. And this team plays incredibly well on the road and they've played they've, they've done that all year long and they play well against really good teams like you look at the game against Tampa here in Vegas the Golden Knights for the majority of that game were the better hockey hockey team so um i think 500's doable and anything over that would be a, just icing on the cake for this Golden Knights team uh, so cool and so good uh, that they have that opportunity to go on this road trip against really good teams and they've been good against good teams and they their game goes to a different level against good teams. Uh, it's it's funny how that that happens, but uh, there is a little bit of play to the level of your opponent when you're a Stanley Cup contender uh, multiple years in a row, and you're trying to get through the season. I mean, Tampa's doing it for fun, and but uh, the Vegas it's it's just trying to get to the playoffs and 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 play that those those meaningful games. And uh, I expect some some good things, but 500 on that little run through Washington, Carolina, Tampa Bay, and Florida is going to be interesting. We're going to take a break. Uh, When we come back, we've got uh, uh, some uh, prize package to give away. Yes, a prize package that Chapman's going to uh, give away. And he's also got his top five movies involving Bill Murray coming up. Plus, we've got our one-timers with a little bit of hockey involved in all that. It's the VGK Insider (laughs) Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Maybe a two-on-one. Petrangelo gets it. He shoots. He scores. It's time for one-timers. One-timers. Short-handed goal. Alex Petrangelo. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day on the VGK Insiders Show. One-timers brought to you by Paul Powell Law. More lawyer, less fee. Get into it. The Toronto Maple Leafs uh, apparently still have the uh, the confidence uh, of the head coach. Uh, Sheldon Keefe. Kind of went off earlier this week and talked about his team being soft and then said, I'm not sure what the answer to that is. But uh, he backpedaled a little bit today and said he has strong belief in the team and it hasn't changed in any way. It's just the fact that our standards slipped the other night playing with the lead. He's talking about the Ranger game, which they let it get away. Maple Leafs (laughs) lost 6-3 against the New York Rangers. And that that was one of those ones where upon... Further reflection and probably a couple of notes from either the leadership group of the team mm-hmm. or buddies around the league or your general manager or mm-hmm. your president in Brendan Shanahan. I said, eh, I might want to just walk that back. 
When you say, I thought we played soft and we made poor decisions, mm-hmm. uh, that doesn't go over very well with your, Not with your usually. Team. Especially yeah. when you've been playing okay. And this, I mean, look, they yeah. lost to Arizona recently. That didn't go over very well. Uh, he's tr- trying to send a message, but is there anything worse than being called soft? I don't think for a hockey player, no. No, not at all. And, I'd rather you, you know, swear right? at me than call me soft. You can berate me. You can call me every name in the book. Don't call me soft. Yeah. I don't want to hear that. I'm right with you. And, like, and like not being able not being able to, to beat the Arizona Coyotes because Karel Vamelka goes off isn't an indicator of whether or not you are or not soft. Like, and, and just because Ryan Reeves scores a couple of goals in tight in front of the net, like it, it's not an indicator that you're soft. It's just your, your details got away from you in that game. And that's an issue that you can clean up, but you're not soft. Like that, that was the messaging for me was a little ridiculous in that situation. And he's hot. He's not happy. They lost a game. Yeah. But, yeah, he he walked it back. Uh, Brad Marchant will not play for Boston against the Winnipeg Jets on Saturday because of an upper body injury. Uh, the forward mm-hmm. was injured uh, when he was hit uh, from uh, Garnet Hathaway in the second period of last night's game. Uh, so that uh, that's gonna that's gonna hurt Boston. The perfection line mm-hmm. down a little bit. Not good. Um, I, it was just kind of a weird hit. Um, you know. I, it's a tough spot for Brad Marsh and it's upper body. Um, the hope is that it won't be anything that's going to be super long term because for the Boston Bruins, you need Brad Marsh and he's a, he's an engine. He's a guy that makes things go for, for that hockey club. So, and you know, he's the game's more fun when Brad Marsh is, is playing hockey games and having fun. Did you guys see Marsh the other day when he came off the ice and grabbed somebody's mm-hmm. phone mm-hmm. and just started like, continuing the video? It was yeah. it was awesome. So he comes off the ice, and I think they were at home, and somebody's yeah. somebody's recording the players coming on off the ice, and he just reaches up, grabs the phone, and then starts doing a, a selfie video, talking about the game, <laughs> and I, and yeah. then then he ends it. But I don't know how they got the phone back to the person, or how they. they oh, I do. How? Well, you saw so so Marshan grabs the phone yeah. and he's talking he's talking to the phone as he's walking in toward the dressing room, and then he says, "I hope you have a, a." He's like, "I hope you have fun at the game tonight. I know I will." And then he's like, "Gotta go." And as he says, "Gotta go," he turns around. And he's walking back toward the tunnel or back up the tunnel toward the ice. So I imagine that Brad Marshan just went back and gave this fan his phone. Oh, I thought maybe he was just going to give it to somebody and say, "Hey, go find somebody to, to give that back to." <laughs> That doesn't seem like Brad Marchand. I, I think I think he went and hand delivered it. It was awesome. I, I yeah, loved it. Was it was great. Like wh- whether you whether you're a Marchand fan or not, it was just a really cool uh, moment. Certainly uh, made the night on someone's TikTok. That's for totally. sure. Totally. Uh, Corey Perry is excited <laughs> to face the Anaheim Ducks. Corey Perry is playing the Anaheim Ducks in Anaheim for the first time. Yeah, he's actually not suspended for this one because when he went back as a member of the Dallas Stars, <laughs> yeah, he was suspended. <laughs> for his tribute. It's amazing yeah, that this is his a, first time. Yeah. Well, it wouldn't have been, but, you know, the uh, the Winter Classic happened and that hit happened and mm-hmm. he wasn't <laughs> able to play in the game. A uh, couple of more things, but uh, first, uh, I want to get to these top five movies. Bill Murray. 
movies. And we put Chris Chapman in charge of the VGK Insider Show top five list. Okay. Well, I did not decide to go. Why is he already sighing? You've already got Ryan Wallace sighing, and I don't know why. I I, I thought about going edgy here because I really like Space Jam, and everyone seems to forget that Bill Murray was in Space Jam. That's one of my favorite movies. It would be in my top five. But it does not make the cut. My top five, I, I, I think I think it's probably similar to a lot of other people's top five. But number five for me is Kingpin, which I think I think is phenomenal. But the cast in that is really good as well. Caddyshack, Groundhog Day. What, what, what was the last time you watched any of these movies? Oh, I, I haven't seen Kingpin. <laughs> but, you know, what? Kingpin's always on, whether it's like TBS or... So, like, if I'm flipping through okay. TV and I come across, I'll stop and watch it. I, I don't remember the last time I watched it, but I've probably seen it a hundred times. A uh, hundred times. Nobody's watched the same movie a hundred okay. times. It's it's a figure of speech, guy. Come on. Okay. <laughs> now, Caddyshack, I own the DVD. Believe it or not, people still do own DVDs. Do you own a DVD player? Yes. I, oh, okay. my Xbox. Yeah, I could I could throw them in okay, on my good, Xbox. Good, yeah. good. There you go. Uh, Groundhog Day. Is that number two? No, that's number three. Cool. Ghostbusters, the original version, is number two. And I'm totally biased here because of where the movie takes place, but Lost in Translation is is my favorite Bill Murray movie. It was a really good movie, and you still kept waiting for him to be the funny guy. Yeah, yeah. But it was kind of serious. Yeah, the movie itself makes up for the fact that you're you're kind of watching a Bill Murray movie, waiting for it to happen. Well, he's done a couple movies like that that are kind of serious, but uh, so just to check my list against. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, their number one Bill Murray movie, at least highest rated among their 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 followers, is Groundhog Day, with a ninety seven percent approval rating. Ghostbusters okay. was number two, also with a ninety seven percent rating. Lost in Translation, number three, wow. with ninety five percent. I've never seen this movie, Moonrise Kingdom. I haven't seen it either. With a ninety three percent. And a movie that I actually have on my my external hard drive, but I am yet to watch it, The Grand Budapest Hotel with a 92%. Ed Wood also got a 92%, so that would be a, a tie for number five. But I've never seen Grand Budapest Hotel. I've heard it was a really good movie. I know it was up for a couple Oscars a few years ago, but yet to see that. Uh, I mentioned Taps earlier. It's Stripes is what I was yes, referring to. Stripes. One of the great ones. The poster as him pointing like Uncle Sam, I want you. Yes. Yes. Huh. I don't think no, what about Bob, huh? No, it's there's just so many movies that I, I he there's so many good Bill Murray movies. Space Jam's in my top five. I would put What About Bob in my top mm. five, I think, too. What would you take out? That is why I put you in charge. I'm just saying <laughs> what would be in my top five. That's why Darren's going to give in, you seven movies in his top yeah, five. No, right no, that's that, why I'm not. I'm not going to criticize because we gave Chapman the assignment. And this is a very difficult yeah. assi- uh, assignment. And there's no real right or wrong in this. But I, I probably, I I would have Space Jam or What About Bob in my top five. But it, I ha- what I'm going to take out, I'm glad it wasn't my task today. <laughs> wow. You ever see that meme floating around about Bill Murray, how he likes to go to parties uninvited and he just shows up and does the dishes? No. You've never seen that? No. no. Yeah, no. it's like it's like this meme that floats around about Bill Murray. He he likes to just show up uninvited to random parties, and he does. How does he know where there's a party? Well, because he's Bill Murray. He's probably got like special powers. Hold and, on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna 
check. Mm. I'm going to fact check this. As okay. you do that, let me tell and, you. And the other thing is he, he likes to show up at karaoke bars, and he'll go in booths with people he does not know, and he'll sing songs with them. Really? Yes. Huh. Uh, Jake Allen will be out eight weeks for the Montreal Canadiens because of a lower body injury. He had the uh, MRI uh, earlier this week, and that's uh, that's not good. So just, just a bit of timeline there on where the Montreal Canadiens are with their goaltending because Carey Price is still coming back uh, from the knee injury. Sam Montembeau, who's been fantastic the last two games, you witnessed that uh, firsthand last night, and Caden Primo uh, are the goaltenders on Montreal's active roster. Go ahead there, Ryan. Did you find that meme? Um, yeah, there's there's memes of it. I don't understand it. I don't get it. Um, maybe Chapman could explain it to us in the break. Hmm. I, I, don't, I don't know. Well, it's just because he's a quirky guy. By the way, I saw Bill Murray at Sunset Station of all places like 20 years ago. Hmm. You talked to him? No. Nope. He was eating dinner. I'm not going to bother him. What was he eating? We were at the uh, the oyster bar, mm-hmm. and he was on the other end of so the oyster. oysters probably, huh? Well, yeah, but they have like those really cool like rice, put sea- all sorts of seafood, kind of like a gumbo. I wouldn't but- approach him because he'd be, I'd be afraid he would ruin it. Yeah. Because... What if you did interrupt him? Because he's got that that, that comedic uh, range where he could be kind of like in your face or or sour or not exactly warm and fuzzy. And then uh, he's sarcastic. Then I can't then I can't watch another Bill Murray movie because I'm so sour with it. So so I would just stay away. According to BuzzFeed, he was actually offered the role to play Forrest Gump, but he turned yes. it down. I did not know wow. that. Mm-hmm. And it says on here, he once walked in to a student house party in Scotland, drank vodka, did their dishes, and left. So, when you say he does this, he's done it once. Well, that's what they're saying, yes. Uh, Dallas Aikens entered COVID protocol. He won't coach uh, against uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Assistant Mike Stuthers, who uh, I believe... Uh, has been there a couple of times, but Mike Southers, uh, longtime assistant coach, uh, will handle the team there. Uh, Joel Erickson Eck will return the lineup for the Wild against the Chicago Blackhawks tonight. He's missed five games because of injury and COVID protocol. And Jack Quinn is out uh, for the Buffalo Sabres lower body injury, said uh, Sabres general manager uh, Kevin Adams. There's there's some excitement around Buffalo. I don't mm-hmm. think like lo- I don't, excitement is different than optimism. But I've watched the last couple of games, and the kids are throwing the puck around pretty good. Yeah, I don't. I can't remember the name of the kid who scored for them. Was it last night? His first goal. But the celebration, oh, from, oh boy, from Alex Tuck when the kid scored the goal. Jack Quinn. Yeah, Jack Quinn. Oh, Chapman. Jack Quinn Hughes. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tuck. No, no, Tuck no. celebrated no. like he had scored the goal. It was awesome to see. Well, because he's like big part of their future. Yeah. And, well, yeah. and, and Alex Tuck is like father time on that team. So, JT Miller and Thatcher Demko will not play against the Florida Panthers tonight for the Vancouver Canucks because of COVID protocol. Mm. Connor Garland and Bo Horvat are also in protocol. I didn't realize that they were also in COVID protocol. That's a bad. Yeah, that's not. That's a bad look good. for for Vancouver when it comes to chances to win. JT well, Miller's I mean, been the... their best player. Thatcher Demko's been their face of the franchise. And then you have the uh, Connor Garland and Bo Horvat out. Ooh. Yeah. 
Well, it, the silver lining is it's the Florida Panthers on the road, which is hit or miss. Been kind of a, kind of an adventure all year long for Florida, but uh, yeah, you're right. It's it's not going to be easy, especially since Florida was able to wax the Oilers the other day. Would you go through uh, all the lists of people in COVID protocol? Mm-hmm. Maybe I sh- I'm just not paying attention when I say I'm surprised that 73 percent of the league has has been placed in the COVID protocol this year. A lot of names, but we're I, back to playing full games. Uh, all these postponements, uh, fingers crossed, uh, we're getting past it. You're paying attention to the COVID protocol list about the same way Chapman's paying attention to Jack, Jack Quinn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, last year there was the COVID protocol on the media site with the National Hockey yeah, League. Yeah. This year it's not there, so you kind of have to scan through every every lineup and try and figure out why they're scratched. Uh, those are your one-timers for this Friday, January hmm, uh, one timers brought to you by Paul Powell Law. More lawyer, less fee. Catching up with Chapman next. But first, we've got uh, a prize pack to give away. Yeah. Uh, Bert, How's a computer? Bert Kreischer? You, you, you weren't. You, you, no, I, you I, were I, totally I, hesitant <laughs> on that name because yes. you've been thinking about it for 45 minutes. Yes. Can, and just, and what, Wallace gave you the pronunciation. Yes, Kreischer. You, three times. <laughs> Bert oh, jeez, Chapman, Kreischer. There it is. <laughs> the Birdie is Boy Kreischer. Relapse Tour, which takes place next Friday at the Virg- at the theater at Virgin Hotels, Las Vegas. Have you uh, seen Kreischer? He's a funny guy. No, no idea. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, no clue. Okay, continue <laughs> on. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're we're giving those away. You go see Bert Kreischer at uh, the theater at Virgin Hotels, which I have not been to yet, but I hear it's a cool place. All right, be caller number twelve. And you can go see uh, Burt Kreischer. And uh, we will be back with Catching Up with Chapman right after this. When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for Catching Up with Chapman. Oh, Christopher. Hi, Darren. Man, I just want to go on and on with these Bill Murray like facts and, and stories. But I had this Catching Up with Chapman all uh, good planned. But boy, this Bill Murray stuff is so fascinating. You're Any, still talking about this on Monday. Oh, I, I I don't think we have a show on Monday. We should tell people that. Yeah. So anyway, my catching up with Chapman is I will be off the show for, I guess, about a week or so because between us having multiple games starting on East Coast time, there are no shows on Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. But I will actually be representing the VGK Insider Show in Sunrise, Florida, and in Tampa as I will be uh, on the road for both of those games, I'm taking a trip to South Florida and going to pop across the state. Can you do me a favor? What's that? Can you steal me one of the seats from South Florida, from Sunrise Arena? Why, are they cool? No, just see if you can do it. Well, like, take take a ratchet set in with you. <laughs> I'm guessing. See if you can, see if you can steal me a, one of those based, seats from the bleachers. Based on what I've been told, there will be a lot of empty seats there. <laughs> so I, I think that's a that's that's a real distinct possibility. Will you hold up a sign that uh, that we can show in the broadcast and says, "I miss you, Millard." Oh my God! You know what? No. I would have to go down and sit in in one of the seats, but you'd have to have your VGK camera guy put put the. We can find you. Oh man! I you know what? I may do it. Let's let's. I miss you, Mallard. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah, but then people who watch the broadcast know what I look like. I don't know if I want well, that. You'll hold the sign in front of your In front head. of my face? Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Which, I mean, you could also shave after the fact, and you'd be good. No one would know. My, my wife has told me, since I'm going to see family, I probably should shave. So <laughs> it's the first time I'll be seeing. It's not even shaved. Like, just take scissors to that thing. Yeah, she she's starting to get sick of it. She's like, uh, I think I think it's time. For uh, listener uh, purposes, we have games uh, Monday, Tuesday. And so the pregame show with Ryan uh, Wallace on Monday will start at 3 o'clock and then the game at 4 o'clock. Uh, Doug Marsh is doing the pregame show on Tuesday, 3 o'clock to 4 o'clock, and then the game follows. Wednesday will be, there's nighttime at noon, and nighttime at noon will be replayed on Wednesday. There's no VGK Insider Show. Thursday is another game day with Doug Marsh, pregame show at 3 uh, until 4. Uh, everything's okay uh, with Ryan Wallace. He's just on assignment. And Friday, mm-hmm. we will be back with the VGK Insider Show. So the next show that we will all do together is one week <laughs> from today. No, one week from Monday, because I'll be back the 31st. Oh, I forgot about you. Yeah. yeah. That's well, so yeah. easy. Yeah, well, thanks. That's so easy. <laughs> so much for your sign. So, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll hold one that says, I miss Darren. Elliot. Elliot. Oh, that's good. That's that's really good. <laughs> Got to make sure you spell it right. Yeah. Chat, double R. Double R. How do you spell Elliot? One L or one T? Both. Got it. <laughs> I want you to hold the sign up for me. <laughs> well, you just said I'm easily forgettable, so. I just try to cover up my own blunders. <laughs> what did I screw up By earlier? By throwing me under what the bus. What did I screw up earlier? <laughs> oh, it was the, the pepper thing. I completely oh, yeah, yeah. booted that around. Yeah. I'm giving it a yep. four, but I'm going to rate it an average pepper. I don't really know. I don't really know what I'm talking about, but I'm talking about this. That guy who says the people want the pepper, he's really, really <laughs> disappointed really in you. Pepper. Uh, thanks to uh, Ryan Wallace, and thanks to Chris Chapman, and thanks to, to you, the listener. This has been a fun week, you guys. Uh, a lot of fun. The Golden Knights head out on their four-game road trip, and we've got all the games right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas.